0: Good evening, folks, and welcome back to What's Your Juice, the podcast that's all about what is your juice. I am your host, Kid Bahati, glad to be back on here interviewing at Milan Lombardo. Um, Milan, what is your
1: juice? <sighs> Hey everyone, I'm Alon Lombardo, and this is What's Your Juice, a deep dive into inspiration and its power. On this podcast, we examine the importance of finding inspiration and finding one's juice, the thing that makes you feel alive, gives you a sense of purpose, and fills you with excitement. I got with me the one, the only Odin Frostad, also known as Kid Bahati, young musician, absolute legend, super inspiring and transformative person. Odin, welcome to What's Your Juice.
0: Thanks for having me, Milan. It's been a long time in the making, and I'm glad that we're finally collaborating on this.
1: I feel like it's just what has to be done, you know? Like, we have played a major role in both of each other's lives, and it's, you know, with everything going on, and just with, I feel like there's nothing better than us just having an interview together.
0: Can I just start talking about Kendrick Lamar?
1: <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. So, Odin, All right. your relationship to Kendrick Lamar
0: Okay, no, will no, no, start strong. Seriously. Um, so, music, it transcends all, like, languages. It transcends, like, all... Like, every human can listen to good music and understand that it's good music. You know what I mean? But one of the things, right, about, like, really high art is that it's often, like, unattainable. And, like, it's hard for... like Like, really experimental, like, weird music is often really hard to listen to. But Kendrick Lamar takes the, like he takes the quality of high art but brings it into a consumer base and that's incredible like I, and he does it in a way that doesn't dumb it down right he does it in a way that's relatable to everyone and makes such, like makes such a space for that and it's it's remarkable like if i can ever get like that's honestly the goal right is to get to a place where i have a message and that message can be translated through music in like a really beautiful way that's meaningful, but that's also really accessible for other people so that it's not alienating, right? Cause like what he does is like, he takes like stories of his life and translates it to something that we can all listen to and all appreciate for what it is. So yeah, that's, that's what I love about Kendrick
1: Lamar. So honestly, even though maybe talking about Kendrick Lamar out of the gate sounds completely off topic, if people know you, which they're about to, Kendrick Lamar is actually completely on topic when it comes to you. And as this podcast is all about inspiration and finding one's juice, there's two things. So one, how has Kendrick Lamar truly inspired you? Because you were just talking about like the seeing the way that he uses music and how he uses it as a craft and like the way he works with the craft. That's like your goal. You want to one day yeah. be able to achieve that, to be able to obtain that that level of of degree in the music industry where you can see something that's of a level of high art and feel it and create it and generate it and then bring it down to a consumer, um, to like levels where can people can really engage with it, right? How has Kendrick Lamar inspired you? I I didn't
0: get into hip hop music until like my freshman year of high school, which is insane. Like I never listened to it. Like it was never a part of my life. And the first rapper that I really connected with was Kendrick. And it's because, like, everything, every word he has has a message. There's no wasted syllable. There's no wasted anything. And every instrumental connects to every message that he's putting out. So everything's already interwoven, right? And it's already – and there's so much to read into there. But at the same time, like, you can just listen to it and you have out to it. Like, it's it's music where it's not, like – you can listen to Ken Kunta and just vibe with the homies, but it's also like an incredible story about like what it means to like have hood politics and like the hood mentality and like the like institutions that like bind black people. Like it's insane. Like, and it's, I hope to one day be at a point at which like my inspiration from Kendrick Lamar comes from my love for music and Kendrick Lamar inspires me to be better every day. Kendrick Lamar, like it's a benchmark. No, it is. It's I know it's hilarious, but it's a benchmark. Like, hopefully, like every step I take, I'm like, okay, one step closer to being like Kendrick. And hopefully, someday I'll just get to sit down and talk with him for like thirty minutes, and he'll just blow my mind.
1: I truly, genuinely hope that one day your mind is totally blown by Kendrick. <laughs> Odin Frostad, mm-hmm. you have had a major, major life change in the span of a few years and at such a young age. You have yeah. lost over a hundred pounds of fat, completely shifted your life. You realized you wanted to live a healthier, happier life. You saw like you that the place you were at was not allowing you to meet all of your goals and the things you wanted to achieve, right? So you, yeah. how how heavy were you, you and like how tall were you? I was 5'2 two and 215 pounds. 5'2, 215 pounds. And within a year,
0: what'd you, what did you do, dude? I dropped to, I was 5'7 and 135 pounds.
1: 135 pounds. So, and that was the age of 15?
0: No, no, that was, uh, I think that was 13 to 14.
1: 13 to 14, you lost a like 100 pounds right of fat yeah by determined being becoming determined and just grinding yeah and At the age of 16 now almost 17 you already have your first album out on spotify everywhere The senior tapes which is at already like you know a thousand plus streams mm-hmm. so and you've you've been someone in my life who I've seen has been someone who's relentless. You've taught me to like always, no matter what. When you have a goal that you really want to achieve, to not worry too much about how to get there, but to to stay determined and to make it work however you can. So, like with podcasting, for example, your major reason why this is actually successful for me because I've actually been able to, from your example, I was like, you know what, no, I want to start a podcast. So I just. Did it like started to go fund me the next day got bought all the equipment the next day Like just kept going every single day without thinking too much just going and going and going And that's been like a major like facet of like I think who you are is this sense of like No, i'm gonna achieve my goals no matter what like you're not stopping me. I'm set i'm determined I know what I want and i'm gonna get it so like where do you think that came about and how do you think that's transpired in terms of like your musical aspirations and just your aspirations in life and like where did that come from were you inspired by someone is it just part of who you are what is it
0: i i went on a run the other day and it was long and hard and horrible and muddy but i realized I, i live to climb mountains like what like ultimately what i love more than anything in the world is seeing a challenge that seems almost absolutely impossible like something that is so like incredible like that it just doesn't it seems barely attainable and I just love to at least try right and try and give it like you said everything I got and I don't know like I don't know if that came from anything or if that's just intrinsic but it's something that I I don't even pride myself in it's just something that's a part of me and to answer your first question I think the most crucial part to doing anything is having a good community like if you have a good like source of people around you that give you great ideas, that give you support, no matter what you're doing. That's the first step in becoming solid enough in yourself to go out and chase what you want.
1: Absolutely, I completely agree. So, mm-hmm. Odin, the most essential question, dude, what is your juice? So, when I was young, I was like seven.
0: there's this dude that lived down the street from me. His name is Sam Sosa, he was a DJ. And I was, like, seven. And I I was listening to, like, dubstep because we all had that dubstep phase. And I was, like, I could make music like this. And he, Sam, like, taught me essentially how to, like, he started – he had this Akai MPC, and he taught me how to sample things. He taught me how to start to make my own music. And then from then on, you know, it's just – it's a part of me. Music, it doesn't even – when I make a song it's not like I'm like oh tonight I'm going to sit down and make this type of song it's just like I need to get something out and it just it just happens. And so the juice comes from a lot of things. I listen to so much music. Like I I don't watch TV, I don't play video games. Like I really just listen to music and make music. That's all I do. And He's
1: telling the truth. He really that's like what he does.
0: <laughs> like that get like my brain is always on music. Like I can't not be thinking about it like it's constant. And one of the greatest bits of av- advice I got from this dude Sam, right, was if you want to be good at music, listen to a lot of music because there's so much to be learned. If you just listen and not hear, but listen, then you can grasp so much from so many different like places like there's yeah, there's so much music to be heard and now there's no excuse, right? Like Spotify has like millions and millions of artists, so there's so much Technique and so many little like mixing and mastering ambiances to learn and develop in my music and so My inspiration boils down to Being sad and listening to a lot of music <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, what's the Mac Miller quote?
0: Oh um, Oh my god. Well, the first one the first one I live by is a little more pain. That's just better music
1: Boom (laughs) for your music so far. I must say as much as I don't necessarily always agree with that quote, I do think that your music has definitely been inspired by that quote extremely heavily. And I, I, I like some of your, some of your sadder songs.
0: I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I think that honestly, one of the great, or one thing I try to keep close to my heart is the idea that you have to always be putting out the truest product to yourself. You know what I mean? Like, I don't try and do anything else besides exactly what I'm hearing and what I'm feeling in that moment. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. But I think by staying true to myself and staying true to the craft, I think I'll be successful.
1: I hope. Let's get into this though, because I know from experience as like someone who genuinely does like your music and listens to it. Like, by the way, your your songs are actually on my workout playlist. So, yeah. But um, I know, I know. For everyone not <laughs> watching the actual video, he just got super stoked. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know for a fact that all of your music is from real genuine moments in your life, right? Yeah. Like none of your music has been has been songs you've just tried to make popular, tried to make big. They've always been for for moods, for experiences, for literally like someone can listen to your album and hear like t- you know, a bunch of different people. Yeah. I'm just going to say people. <laughs> I'm not going to paint you a picture, you know? And and they can understand Aspects of your life of your heart of who you are because that you're like genuine and raw and open in your in your music And you're 16 Right, so what was it like to first put out music like put yourself out there for For people to see for people to judge people that form opinions on what was it like to show that side of who you are?
0: Oh, I was so nervous going into it. my so the senior tapes is actually my third album I've put out but the first two weren't all that great. They were I they felt like training grounds more than anything, but it. when I put out my first, first song, I remember I went to school the next day, and I, I was so nervous the whole day. I was absolutely sweating bullets, and Lucas Mathis came up to me in physics class, and he was like, yo, I listened to your new song, and I was like, what'd you think? He was like, it was garbage, but you got potential, and I was like... I- I, I was so shocked because that's the worst thing someone can say to you, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it was garbage. But he added, like, but you got potential. And that, I won't say that's kept me going, but that definitely helped. Like, it helps my mindset. Like, the idea that every song is getting just a little bit better. Just a little bit, like, tweaking just a little thing here, a little thing there. And, you know, after years and years and years of practice, hopefully, I'll be able to m- really get what's in my head out in music
1: What what's it? Um, what does it mean to you to like have this platform? Where you can just share now openly because like I know for myself at least like when I started doing this podcasting It kind of like I just kind of felt like I shedded off like a like a like a layer of fear from like from myself Because I like portray I'm portraying myself more genuinely in the world. I'm showing people a side of me. That's true to who I am and it's really genuine and it's something that I love. And so when I put it out there and I have this platform and I give my voice where I can use my voice, it feels so liberating. Like it feels so, so liberating. So what's it like for you to be able to to have music as an outlet and to know that people are receiving it, people like it, people are are listening and genuinely like hearing what you're saying and are also connecting with it. What is it like to have this like, this outlet to express yourself?
0: It's It's incredible. I agree. I think shedding that like external layer of fear around like if you'll be accepted or not is so liberating but also it's it's scary at times because like like i said i really am like i am we're in a small town like everyone knows everyone and like you know who i'm talking about when i'm singing songs and so it's often it's often a little a little frightening to think like oh man like will they will they think poorly because i said this about them or whatever of course i'm not putting names in songs but i but at the same time, it is, it's so uplifting to be able to have a platform where you can share every emotion that you have and have it be accepted. Because you're, like you said, you're being accepted for who you are. You're not being accepted for any facade or any – like it might be covered up in Rhodes Piano and 808s, but it's still you. And that's <laughs> awesome.
1: Dude, you just have some of the most baller quotes on earth. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I hear you though. Like you, especially, I think even more, way more than me because podcasting, it's just me talking to really cool people. You know, I get to yeah. speak to people that are genuinely inspiring, like yourself, genuinely do like, like at Odin, you really are one of my best friends Yeah, and, and you're I- 16 and one of my really, like really good friends, but I also have been inspired by you. I also have learned from you and it's like, I think that you putting yourself out there for in music, which is one of the most competitive in- industries there is, first of all, but also one of the most vulnerable ones because you have to, like, sing, you use your voice because you don't just rap. You also sing yeah. the majority of the time. So it's yeah. like you're putting yourself out there in such a vulnerable way because you're showing things of yourself that are, like, real – Real layers of who you are that can totally be judged, totally be you know attacked, try to be broken down, yeah. but also they can be supported and you know um, encouraged. And I think that that can I've seen you grow as a person from that. So do yeah. you think that that's something that everyone should try and find is like their outlet for their voice, their creative endeavor, their content, whatever it is? Absolutely. Um,
0: actually, one. So there were a lot of things building up to me doing music. And one of the biggest ones... I don't know if you got to have Mr. Seyfried at ATC. Um, Bro, we were in the
1: same class in that one. Lovely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. I, on the last day of school, Mr. Seyfried handed out quotes. And he had that quote from that uh, famous ballet dancer that was along the lines of, everyone has a gift to give to the world. Find yours and give it. Right? And that that felt like a real moment for me because I was like oh shit like I gotta really really hone in on this thing that I'm good at and really like transcribe it to everything that I do and make sure that like everything I'm doing every waking moment I have is furthering that cause and so I think that everyone does need to find their gift to the world no matter how small it is right like it can if you really like painting rocks you know go paint some rocks paint like
1: some rocks you know just do it
0: and <laughs> and like like you said everyone has an outlet and everyone needs an outlet because you'll get too stuck in your head if you don't have an outlet and so yeah i think everyone should find it and never be afraid to pursue it because worst comes to worst someone says your music's garbage
1: and then maybe they say but you got potential potential. and then it's just (laughs) no green light from there forward odin how do you think you've grown as a person once you started to release music and show this part of who you are to the world?
0: I, I got a lot more. I, I've never been the best at being emotionally intelligent, like either relating to my emotions or relating to other people's emotions. And music really helped me go in on who I am and who, what my emotions are and how I view the world. And, then, and thus helped me understand and empathize with people and really connect with people on a deeper
1: level like like, i think like music was like a way to like self-reflect on your own emotions
0: yeah exactly exactly like i when i write a song i'm like i said i'm just channeling my emotions in that moment and what i'm thinking in that moment and being able to look back on that and think oh why was i feeling that or like how was i feeling that or even when i'm writing songs you know like really trying to capture the complexities of those moments because no no emotion and no situation is white and black. And so you like being able to do that for myself allowed me to view the world in a different way and allowed me to really capture and understand the complexities that there are in the world and the relationships that people have and like really be able to understand and from a place of self
1: knowledge. Gotcha. I think that's really I think that's honestly That's such an impressive and important realization that come to which is that your art, your craft, you know, your, your gift to the world is also something that's benefiting your heart, who you are directly, right? But, like, I think that's what really gives life so much of its essence is when you can find something that you love to do but that also helps you grow as a person because acknowledging your emotions becoming more emotionally intelligent and understanding who you are because you're understanding your emotions is something that's of like quintessential importance in life right in order to grow in order to be a healthier happier person you have to know yourself so like finding a craft finding an art form that helps you do that is what I, i just think that's so so amazing it's part of the value that this podcast has to me is that it's, I wanted, I realized how lucky and how grateful I am to have found my juice at such a young age, which dude, I don't know. I haven't even told everyone my juice yet. So my juice as the host of this podcast, my juice is in helping to preserve the environment, helping to raise awareness about the environment and helping to take positive change to ensure that we have like a healthier, happier life. But really what my juice is, is trying to bring more y- unity to people and to people into life to try and bring people in more like to elevate a level of consciousness. That's what I really love to do. I like to try and help other people lift up their levels of consciousness by, by increasing my own. So by realizing that we are all connected, right? We all affect each other on an emotional level. We all affect the world we live in and we all need each other to survive. You know, and I yeah. think that that, Finding that at such a young age, it gave me such a trajectory for my life, you know, for school, for everything, and having a trajectory is so important. So I'm just so so glad, man. I'm so happy for you that you that you have found, you know, your your juice at such a young age. I think it's something so important, and I really encourage everyone, all of our friends who are listening, every young person in particular, to really examine like what gifts you have, as Odin is saying, and to try and find your juice. It's so important.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more because it gives you right. My, one of my worst fears in my life is stagnation. And I think, like you said, by finding your juice, and by finding what drives you and what gets you excited and what makes you feel good and what makes you feel passionate, like by finding that, you can really ascend and like be able to, like, and no matter what that is, like, maybe you're really into architecture. Like, that's super awesome. Go to school for architecture. Become an architect. Like, there's, there's so much in this world to explore. Never find yourself at a desk job you don't want to be at.
1: Couldn't have said that better myself. I feel like we have everything at our fingertips, you know, like genuinely as human beings, we have so well innately we have the power to create whatever we want in our lives. Unfortunately, as you can speak a lot more on than me right now Mm -hmm. in the world, there's so many constructions in society that are designed to hinder people, you know. Yeah. Um, but I feel like genuinely as humans, we have all the power we need to live the happiest, healthiest, most ideal life that we can dream of. You know, I just think we have all this capability and who we are that we need to find what makes us happy. We need to find what really drives us, what fuels us, what our juice is. So we can live a life that's healthy and happy. Like I know going forward we're both going to college, right? And I yeah. know that what I want to do is live a life where I can genuinely feel accomplished, where I can feel like I'm doing something beneficial. My work has meaning. My like offering to the world has substance. So I just yeah. think that what you're saying about strive for it, find it, and then don't let yourself lose it. You know what I mean? Exactly Bring it to fruition. That's, yeah, that's one of the most
0: the one of the most important things that I've realized is just It's, it can be so, it's so easy to get your head rolling, right? But it's so hard and I I get scared. Honestly, my inspiration is fear. My inspiration is fear that I will, won't be able to do what I want to do. It's fear that I'll lose sight of my own dream. It's fear that something could go wrong in my life and stop me from reaching my goals. It's fear that there won't be another mountain. It's fear. It's all fear. fear. And that fear just keeps this fire under my ass that really allows me to like focus on every, like on the one goal that is music. And I think you're totally right. Like I think we should all have that fire and all channel that fire into our gift.
1: Okay. So you, you are going to pursue music. Yeah. I'm so, so impressed and glad that you are because that's, as, as Casey, who I interviewed a couple episodes ago, he said this really well. He said, the hardest thing you can do is bring your goals to fruition, right? He said that we have great ideas all the time, but bringing it to fruition is the hardest thing we can do, but it's also the best. Yeah. I personally believe that, that no matter what, like, okay, you have a gift, right? You are musically talented. You are talented, and you, but most importantly, you love it. Yeah. So it's like, rather than going to school and being like, you know what? No, the more logical choice due to how competitive the music industry is, the logical choice is to pursue poli-sci kind of like yeah. me, <laughs> but that's just cause I love it. But instead you are going to pursue music cause that's what really drives you. Yeah. How do you, what is it? Have you met adversity? People telling you that you can't, people telling you, sh- you shouldn't people telling you, you should switch your dreams.
0: Yeah. Well, and to be honest, I, I, I'm a total poser. Like, I'm, I'm going to college for political science. Like, I, of course, I've thought about it really, like, a lot, and I plan on still pursuing music, and my goal is still to become a musician, but I think that by learning political science, I can learn how to advertise myself better and learn things, like, reading is just so important. Like, there's so many things that you can grasp, and from so many different forms of media that I wouldn't consume unless I was forced to, and I think school is going to help me with that, but... It also has that added safety net, right? And so I agree. I, th- I think in every artist's life, there's a plunge they have to take. There's a moment where they have to let everything go and let every idea of safety out of their head and go headfirst in the unknown. And I have yet to know what my plunge will be, but my plunge is coming and we'll just have to see.
1: Odin, that's the end of part one.
0: We're doing part two. We're
1: doing part two if you're down.
0: I'm so down, You're bro. so
1: down, Hell yeah. All right. So, everybody, that's the end of part one. On part two, we're going to talk way more about race. We're going to talk about what it means to be black in America. Odin's going to talk about it. I'm going to listen and I ask questions because <laughs> I need to know. All all people who are not black need to know what it is like to be black in America. Would you agree?
0: Uh, well, see, now you're – all right. Does part two
1: start like right now? Wait, right wait, now? wait, wait, wait. So here's his response <laughs> in part two.